Kutov. Today's stuff is Kuf Yud Chet 118. We pick up at the bottom of Kuf Yud Zayin um, and Chotein uh, Begula, so we're actually a, a good deal behind um, the two dots, not the bottom, um, about uh, the top third of Kuf Yud Zayin would bet about six lines before the lines get wide. Chotein Begula, so now the issue in the Mishnah that when you get to the end of the Magid, you end with the bracha of Geula, according to Rabbi Tarfin, it's just a Sher Ga'alnu. And Rabbi Akiva adds the Kehina Shemalokeni Yugienu Lamodim Achimir, etc., the Tfilah for the future, um, and then with a, few, with a Chatima at the end as well. So Amarava. So now the Gemara is going to get into a discussion about this question, not the debate of Rabbi Akiva and Rabbi Tarfon, but the question about Ga'al Yisrael in the past or Go'el Yisrael in the future. Okay? Well, present. present. Right, right. Thank you. Present. Um, Amarav. I mean, you'll see why I said that because it's a sense of Bakasha, but you are correct. It's the present. Amarav. Kriya Shema Halel, the Brachav that ends Kriya Shema, right, right before Shmonesre, and in Hal, and, and Halel, um, Ga'al Yisrael. Um, you know, Nahalo does not mean the normal Halo, it means the Halo of Erev, of Erev, of, of Pesach, means the end of the Haggadah. We say two Prakim of Tahalel, of Halel, as we've been saying, you begin the Halel. So it's interesting, they call it Halo. I would call it the Bracha at the end of the Haggadah, but okay. Anyway, that's the Bracha. So the Bracha at the end of the Haggadah and Kriyashma, Ga'al Yisrael, in the past. It's a few, referring to the Geula from Mitzrayim. The Tzalusa of the Shemona Esrei, Goel Yisrael, right? All of the languages in the Shemona Esrei are present. They could also be, like, you could just say they're either present verbs or their, uh, or the descriptors. I mean, some have actually claimed that in Hebrew there's no such thing as the present, because every present, like if you say, Anin Shomer, does it mean I am a, I am a guardian, or does it mean I am watching, right? And uh, so all of the sort of present tense are also Sort of are also descriptors. So you say Baruch Ata Hashem participle. Isn't participle running? No, participle can be functioned as a noun or as a verb. It's a verb form that functions either as a noun or as a verb. Okay. I thought I am watching. I thought watching is a participle because it's like uh, it's different than Hebrew because Hebrew I am a watcher and I am watching are the same word. Right. So anyway, so when you say Baruch Ata Hashem Mo Yisrael. You, I mean, normally when I say that, I'm thinking, God, you are capital H, the healer of the sick of Israel. But you could also think of it as one who ongoing heals, you know, and in an active way. But ultimately, that is because it's not about something past. It's about your current relationship to God and the element of bakasha, something that you are looking towards for God for, you know, the present and the future. So therefore, it's describing your current way of describing God and of God's activities. And therefore, it's in the present because of that element of bakasha. You mean that he means reina v'nina, not teresa beforehand. Right? No, no, that's kriyat The bracha of gal yisrael that precedes shmonesrei is kriyat The bracha in shmonesrei is goel yisrael, as are all the brachas in shmonesrei. My time is a rachmanim because it's rachamim. Rachamim means bakasha. Okay, it could mean the request for rachamim, but rachame is a technical term the Gemara uses in discussing shmonesrei, which means the bakasha element, the sense of requesting and therefore you are talking about the sort of present um, and you know a sense of present and future um, the Kiddusha the bracha you make in Kiddush is Asher Kiddushan B'nitzvah V'tzivanu Okay. Um, well, actually, not the Tivanu. They take out the Tivanu, right? Asher Kishanu B'Mitzvah right? What's the book we say in Kiddush? B'Mitzvah Ratzavanu. Right, not, so not the Tivanu. Okay, you have sanctified us in your mitzvot. Um, the Salusa, what we say in Shemana Esri is, Kadshenu B'Mitzvah Secha. So again, the difference. Asher Kiddushanu B'Mitzvah you have in the past sanctified us, the Ratzavanu, right, by Shabbos, as opposed to the Shemona Esri, and the Kadshenu, it's a Bakasha, please God, sanctify us, the Mitzvah Secha. My time, Maderach, meaning because of the aspect of Bakasha. Amar Avach Abay Yaakov, V'tzal Shiyatsi Yitzhi Mitzrayim B'Kiddush Hayom. You have to mention Yitzhi Mitzrayim in Kiddush, because you could have said Kiddush is about, you know, is about, is about Maitha Bracious. Well, so we're starting with Shabbos, we'll talk about others in a minute. It's about Maitha Bracious. So, since when is it about, uh, you know, Yitzhi Mitzrayim? Of course, there are two 
to their two luchos, right? In the Vatsaras Adibros, whether the whether the reference is to uh, to to a Shabbos of Breshit or whether the reference is to you should remember Vazachar Takiev and Mitzrayim. So he's emphasizing that that aspect of remembering Yisiev Mitzrayim connected to the theme of Shabbat has to be part of the Kiddush. Steve Hacha now like Shabbos, right? No, 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 no. The the kiddush is, is is when you say Friday night. Now Steve Hacha the Monty Scorch Yom says Chamer to try and call you Mechayacha. The Steve Hacha sums the Chor so much about the Kaddish show. Now again, interesting. That is fascinating because that is not what I would have said. I would have said that there are places where the Torah connects the significance of Shabbos to Yitzchak Mitzrayim. The Zachar Takiyev and Yitzchak Mitzrayim. Right? He connects it somehow to you remember the two mitzvahs to remember. You remember Mitzrayim. You remember Shabbat. You combine, somehow you combine them together. If you look at Tosfos, Lamanti Yitzchak Yom Teis Chamech Mitzrayim Lekach Kavu Zecher Yitzchak Mitzrayim Right? That's why it says in the Kiddush Right? Zecher Yitzchak Mitzrayim V'shamati Me'am Maharam Shaya B'midrash Patsish B'mitzrayim Avdu Ben Yisrael B'perach so it's a pretty fancy way of saying what the Torah already says, which is <laughs> you are freed from being enslaved and you are in charge now. You have the right to rest. You do not have to do this work. And that's what Shabbat is, is to the sense of this right to rest and to know your freedom, etc. So again, it is funny, and I don't have a really good explanation, why the Gemara does not connect it, you know, does not um, make it about that and makes it more about this Zachor. Now, it's interesting, the Rashbam, because Michael said, well, what about Yantif? By Yantif also, we mentioned Zechari Tzius Mishraim, right? So, um, you know, the, the Torah actually does make that connection, both, uh, you know, by, by, by Pesach, obviously, and by Sukkot, Kiba Sukkot Hoshafti, right, by Shavuot, not really, um, but if you take a look at the Rashbam, right, the Rashbam says, Sarashi Yeshu Yitzhak B'Kiddush Hayom, I don't know where to tell you what it is, it's about right in the middle there of the narrow line, the line starts with the word, yeah, Mitzrayim, Bein B'Kos, Bein B'Tfilah, so first of all, it also mentions in Shabbat, right, so Shabbat B'Kzeh Shava the Pesach, because the Pesach is Leman Tiskor and Zachor Yom HaShabbat, you know, Leman Tiskor is by Pesach, Ubishar Mawadi B'Nem Atzinu Pesach, Okay, so actually, uh, you know, um, so, and once we get that you're supposed to mention it on Shabbat, you know, or, you, or once, once you mention it on Pesach, you mention it, some Zerish Shabbat on Yantiv as well, which is why in all of the Kiddushes we say, Zechel Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim. But the one that really needs the only defending, I would say, is, you know, is Shavuot, and it is very strange the, the way the Gemara connects it. Unless no one wants to underscore, you know what, it's not just a theme, there's an obligation to mem- remember this part of the theme of Shabbat based on the Pasuk of Lamanti's core. But again, in, in, interesting how the Gemara gets there. Yes. I don't want to do Atbash. Atbash is, Atbash is a way of doing letter substitution oh, right. in Gematria and so That comes after Bash. Oh no, no, um, no, I'm sorry. It was Atbash gets you right. I misread it. It was Parach through Atbash gets you Vigal. The pay becomes a Vav, the race becomes a Gimel. I misread it. The Chaf becomes a Lamed. And Vigal is 39. Okay, fine. And that's the Mara of the Presumably. Uh, I'd have to uh, check. Presumably. That's pretty late for yeah, to be, say, to be right? quoting it. So it could, yeah, be a different, it could be a different one. Okay, I'd have to check. I'm a Rabbi Barshila. Did Salusa in Shmona Esrei, we'd say, Matzmiach Karen Yeshua. Again, in the present, God causes the horn of redemption to spread forth. The Aftarta in Haftorah, we say, when we make a book at the end of Torah, Magain David. So they're both about David and, you know, his, uh, and, uh, but one is looking to the future where David's, you know, the future Beit David will have ascendancy again and the Malchus, whereas the other is referring to the past about God has protected David. Now, why exactly is that the difference? You know, Magain is also in the present. Like we say, Magain Avraham. So why not say, you know, Magain David? What is the difference there? So let's take a look and as the Gemara continues here. So God says to David, I will make for you a great name like the name of the great ones. So where else did God say something about making a great name? So Tani Rev Yosef, David. So we say Magain David that God had we identify God with David, but that's like the Shem Hagdolim. Which is the Shem Hagdolim? Magain Avraham. And what did God say to Avraham? Right? The Eschal Goy Gadol. Right? So Vasiti Hashem Gadol. 
So, and that's Kishem HaGdolim. You get the same status as Avraham. So, the interesting, the whole association of Goy Gadol is that, you know, the association of God, of, of God with Avraham is the Goy Gadol, so great in sort of, in name and status. So, the Marsha says, so it's not exactly clear how you get that. What the Marsha says is, is that Vashem beirachet Yitzchak? You know, Vayiacharei. What is the most Avraham? Vayirachal Kimet Yitzchak. But no. So Vavarachicha. When you actually get the brachas mentioned by Yitzchak, so God, sort of the truth of God's promise for Varecha, you see played out by Yitzchak. And Vashalu Goy Gadol. I'm trying to remember. Oh, he ties it in by by Yaakov. How does he tie it in? Well, clearly, anyway, Yaakov is the one that has twelve twelve children. He ties it in in a different way. But anyway, he sort of sees that it's because that's the promise gets fulfilled. So we say Elohei Yitzchak because the truth of God's promise you could see was fulfilled by Yitzchak. That's the way the Marsha reads it. Um, maybe when you make the final bracha in the Shemona Esrei, you should say Baruch Hashem again Avram Yitzchak Yaakov. There shall be a bracha, maybe one bracha, not the hayu, singular. You, Avraham, are the one that we emphasize at the end. That's the beginning of the relationship. That's the magain Avraham, the focus on Avraham. So if Avraham gets a magain Avraham, and David gets a magain David, that is a kishem hagadolim asher ba'ar. Now, why the difference about magain David, by, which is also in the present, um, in the Haftorah as opposed to Matzmiach Karen Yeshua. So the Rashbam says, if you take a look at the Rashbam, um, the Aftarta, about a third from the end of the narrow line, the Sechasofin Tanyulu, the Brachos Aftarah, the Farsh of Agenda V. Omer, which Lusa Shaykh Lomat say Matzmiach Karen Yeshua, Mishum Derach meaning Vanim Vakim Shetzmiach Karen Yeshua Israel. So now to give it to past and present, but about what we're actually saying. Matzmiach Karen Yeshua looks towards a future flowering of the redemption, whereas Magain David is a pretty static, even if the verb is the same tense, it's a much more of a static idea than Matzmiach Karen Yeshua. And then he has another explanation. So, you know, we don't want to be sound too redundant. So we have to have some different type of a language. The first answer was a little bit nicer. They could both be true. Okay. Right. Why Magain? Yeah, it's yeah. a good question. But um, let's bracket. I think it comes up in Brachot, and uh, and so so yes, that's uh, but it's a good question. So now the Gemara goes back. I'm a Rava. So this is I found the elders of Pumpadisa. They were sitting and saying, "Bishabsa on Shabbos, Bein B'Tzalusa, Bein B'Kidusha." Whether in your Shemona Esrei, whether in your Kiddush. Mikadesh Shabbat. You say Mikadesh Shabbat, which is what we do. Biyomatov and Yante. Beimet Lusa Beimikdusha. Whether in your Shmona Esrei, whether in your Kiddush, Mikadesh Yisrael has morning. Mikadesh Yisrael and the the holidays, which is the times. This is exactly what we say. Amina Luana and I, Rava, said back to them. Ah, uh, the Rava. You know what? The opposite, not the exact opposite, but anyway, the Talusa. It shouldn't be based on Shabbos versus Yadav. It should be based on Shimon Esrei versus Yant versus versus Kiddush. Really. Whether Shabbos is Yantiv, Mekadesh Yisrael. Okay, you always say Mekadesh Yisrael. You don't mention Shabbos, you don't mention Yantiv. You just mention Mekadesh Yisrael. In Kiddush, the Shabsa, Mekadesh Shabbos, Biomotova, Mekadesh Yisrael Vazmanim. So actually, the, dis- the difference of Mekadesh Shabbos versus Mekadesh Yisrael Vazmanim he maintains, but only in Kiddush. Shmona Esrei, none of that. It's all Mekadesh Yisrael. Now the Gemara is going to explain. I can tell you my reason and I know what your reason is. Okay, time of Yitzchuk. Time, uh, where is it? Vanamina, uh, I just lost my place here. Vanamina, hold on. Vanamina, time of Yitzchuk. Your reasoning, which is what we do. Shabbos the of the Kaima. Shabbos the Kedusha exists by itself. It's established and it exists. So God is B'Kadosh Shabbos. Yisrael doesn't have a place in that. That exists independently. Yomatova. 
on Yontiv, the Israel who the Israel that establishes Yontiv, the Kamaabre Yarchi, the Kavi Lishani, they decide when the, uh, you know, the, when the, whether the months are 29 days or 30 days, and they decide the years, whether there's going to be an extra month in the year, they fix the calendar. So, they have a role in it. Mekadish Yisrael has money. They, God is Mekadish Yisrael, and through the role of Yisrael, that leads to, the partnership, if you would, leads to Kedushat Azmani. Perfect. And that's exactly what we do. Time of the day, here's my reasoning, why I think that, yes, you say that in Kiddush, but you don't say that in Shemona Esrei. Why do I think Shemona Esrei is different? Salu said the Birabini Shemona Esrei is done in Shul. You know, that's its primary place, to be done in Shul. So therefore, Mekadish Yisrael, so you want to acknowledge everybody that's gathered in Shul. You want to emphasize God sanctifies His people Israel. Presumably people gather more in Shul's on Shabbos and Yantiv than they do during the week. So you want to emphasize that the Kedushah of the day and connect also, you know, the Kedushah of the people and, and, and give recognition to that. The Kedushah Yisrael. Um, Kedush to be Yopi, so Kedush takes place in private. Fine. The Shabbos and Kedush and Shabbos and Kedush and Shabbos and Kedush and get the difference between Shabbos and Yantiv, but basically, I want to emphasize when, when, when the community gets together on Shabbos and Yantiv and they all come to show and Davin, we should say Makadish Yisrael and somehow, you know, emphasize the unique nature of the Kedushat Yisrael. Fascinating, because, you know, again, it's not like Kedushat Yisrael is connected, it's not like to make an argument connected to Kedushat HaShabbat, right? It's just that it's like, you know, underscores maybe that it's, uh, you know, that it's an, an opportunity and where you have Kla Yisrael there and you want to acknowledge the Kedushah of Yisrael but obviously there would be a way to somehow say that that would get heightened or reinforced through the Kedushah HaShabbat well, more than that the Bracha is really about uh, Israel's observance of the holiday right. he's, he's making the point Shabbat comes regardless of the house B'nai Yisrael Mikadish HaShabbat that Mikadish Yisrael that we through our observance of Shabbat our Kedushah somehow demonstrated or we're Mikadish something like well, that well yes. the point that Shabbat comes regardless Right. So, so that was including B'nai Yisrael in the observance of Shabbos, whereas the Yom Tovim, it's required that B'nai Yisrael. Right. I mean, it's nice that you get B'nai Yisrael. Right. So you're sort of so it's sort of the end, in a sense the bris of Shabbos between the oath, you know, you know, because the, the, it's the oath and the bris between God and B'nai Yisrael. So you want to emphasize the role of Yisrael and the Mekadesh Yisrael. It's a nice point, you know. Again. He just says Barabin, but maybe what you're, and I sort of tried to say, maybe it's just the fact that everybody's gathered, but what you're trying to say is Barabin gives us the opportunity to emphasize the, you know, the role of Israel in Shabbat as well. Um, it could be, you know, Rav Salvechik also speaks a lot about how the Kiddush that we make on Shabbat, although Shabbat is, you know, Kviyah Vakaima, that the Kiddush that we do is also self our adding a level of Kiddushah to the Kiddushah of Shabbat and certainly that aspect of Brit is there um, so that's what he said that you want to use that as an opportunity to speak towards Kiddushah Yisrael um, so, what, despite, yeah? despite the idea that Shabbat exists outside of, of ourselves who are the ones that are commanded to observe someone? Right, right, right exactly. <laughs> so, right. So, we are definitely the ones who observe it. Um, okay, so that's what he says. So I accept the point that it's not just that we're all together, but it gives us the opportunity to talk about our relationship to Shabbat. Again, it is fun that we ignore Shabbat. We just say Mekadish Israel. We ignore Yantar. We just say Mekadish Israel. But okay, that's what he says. Uh, and then the Gemara says, he it says here, Velohi, that's actually not a good argument. So, Lusabi. What, you don't daven Shimon Esrei B'Yechidus? It doesn't. You never make Kiddush B'Rabin? So then you cannot make that as the difference. But Rav suffers Yil Basar Iker. And Rav says, no, you go by their primary role. Okay. Rav went in front of Rav. Went down means that he went to Davin Shmona Esrei the Shaliach Tzibur. You have the language that is used is Yoreid Lifnei Hatevav, and you are Ole for an Aliyah on the Torah. When you read the Torah, it was from a platform because you were reading Dvar Hashem like from on high. When you went to pray, it was in a sort of like in a, in a well, you know, in, in a low place because exactly because the sense of calling out to God from the depths. So he was yoreid. Whether it always was literally doing that, or that was how, that was just became the use of the verb, is not clear. But that's why it speaks about nachit. He went down to Davin in front of Rava to be the shliach tibur. I'm Kasabi the Pumpadisa. So there it was. He was Davin in Shmonatzre, and he said Mikadish Hashabbos or Mikadish Yisrael Vazmani. He didn't say Mikadish Yisrael. The law and Rava did not interrupt him. Did not object. Alma Hadar Rava. You see, Rava himself even revert, reversed himself. 
Rav Nathan Abu Rav Huna Braid Rav Nathan Nachis Kamei the Rav Papa. So another one who went down in front of Rav Papa. Amar Kesavi the Pumbadisa. He said like the others Pumbadisa. He said Mekadesh Shabbos or he said Mekadesh Shirel Asmanim, whichever it was. The Shavchei Rav Papa. Rav Papa praised him. Oh, beautiful! Exactly. Shmona should be exactly like Kiddush. Amar Ravina said Ravina. I'm equal to Sura. Kamei the Maremar. I went to Sura in in front of Maremar. The Nachis Kamei Shlucha de Sibura and the Shliach Sibur went down to Davin. The Amar Kisabi de Bumbadisa and he also said like the elders of Bumbadisa again whether it was Shabbos he said Mikdash Shabbos it was Yantem Mikdash Yisrael Vazmanim. And everybody was saying no 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 wrong thing. Amar Lehu and then and then and then Maremar said to them Shavkua. Leave him alone. We rule like the elders of Bubadisa. And then they stop silencing him. Or if you look at the side, an alternative Gersa is and then the anonymous voice says, come out. But what it shows you, what's important about this, and always to remember, I, in cases of, around liturgy, is that how much are debates held just in the Beit Midrash, or the debates in the Beit Midrash reflect different practices that exist out there. Particularly in areas of liturgy, you know, there, there are were different nuschaot and different types of practices than we saw before, you know, in areas we were discussing about, you know, about, uh, you know, go see how he makes Hamzala, go see how he does this, um, and to some degree, you know, clearly here, the whole people thought this guy was making a mistake. It wasn't like everybody was taught by Rava necessarily. I mean, it seems that maybe Rava himself was maybe endorsing one approach and Savi de Bumpadisa another. So you have to wonder how much it was a top-down or bottom-up relationship in terms of these issues of liturgy or like it was going both ways. Yes. This discussion implies a later date for the um, codification of Shimon Estray than most... Uh, Look, you know, the basic structure we say is, you know, um, um, but the Gemara itself and the Tosef or whatever was aware of certain flux within certain parameters. So yes, the exact complication of the, you know, text, you know, obviously was over time. Okay, so that was I mean, a fascinating digression about aspects of Trila, about the Chatzimas of Geula at the end of Magid. Yes. So when exactly is the concept that you Right. When did that concept of absolute frozenness of the text? Yeah. Where did that creep from? Yeah. You know. I mean, it's a good question. Yes, there were Gaonic debates about additions that were added, like for around the Yamin Norayim, like, you know, like Akarishim Kuva, and that you're not supposed to add to the first three brachot at all I mean the Gemara and then you the question is can you do it by Tzarchei Sibor and can you do it for, and you know whatever but but it, the Gemara does speak about not adding to the first three brachot and making additions to the middle brachot you raise a good question about the difference between the actual standard text being in flux and operating within certain parameters as opposed to something which is clearly an addition. Meaning, it's one thing if Chazal say, you know, when you talk about, I don't know, you know, the bracha about uh, Rifa'enu, you know, it works within these parameters. And so you have something that works within those parameters, and I have something a little different that works in those parameters. And that's different from saying, this actually, is no claim that this is the, the text, I just want to insert this idea, you know, and, and but, but I think it's a good question, you're right. At the same time, the Gemara speaks about here's where you can insert here's where you can't there is the parallel reality that the actual text itself had not been fully crystallized um, that is true but I don't think you see anybody sort of I think what you therefore see is people <coughs> endorsing this is an acceptable nusach because this was a text that was around you know you know at this period and, and the text had not exactly sort of crystallized this way as opposed to that way I don't you know anyway I think it's different than the question of insertion so about what the, what, the, what is the acceptable text and then where can you make your own types of insertion you yeah. Of course, the added. That not everyone accepts in the time. Yeah, yeah, that's 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 different. Okay, but it, it is a very good question. I mean, I'll just say, for example, the bracha that we make at the end, uh, since we're talking about Yamin Narayim, at the end of Shmon a lot of people make Oseh HaShalom, right? Rav Salvechik was very against that, and I don't say that. I'm happy that the Yeshiva doesn't say that. It says, Because, you know, the Gemara never indicates you change the bracha 
um, and uh, there's no basis for changing, uh, you know, the brachas that the Gemara doesn't say you change. You know, even the going they inserted sachrein or whatever, but not to change the nusach bracha. But then I found that uh, actually in some Geniza fragments for the tefillot for during the year, forget Yom Narayim, they had Oseh HaShalom. That it actually was a parallel alternative text. And therefore what happened presumably was was that on Yom Narayim that version was endorsed. So I think that there's again a difference between sort of seeing parallel texts that were around and that there was some flux in terms of an absolute solidification of only one text which becomes sometimes perhaps legitimate alternatives you know or could in theory be as opposed to a question of insertions and the Gemara says you know you don't make insertions in the first three but yeah, well, yeah even today I have a difference between the Ark Scroll and the Koran. <laughs> how about Ashkenaz and Sfarad? I mean this is both supposedly new alright alright let's move on Mazgulo, now, so we got to the bracha at the end of Magid. Now we get to Mazgulo Koshlishi, pouring the cup of Birch of the Mazan. We skipped over something. What do we skip? Forget Shochan What do we skip over? Matzah, Marur, Korech. So the Gemara sort of got to them and discussed them in passing, but it's quite fascinating that the Mishnah completely leaps frogs over the big mitzvahs of Achila and of the Shochan Ore. Uh, yeah, I don't know what to say about the fact. Can we eat yet? All right. I don't know what to say <laughs> over, oh, about the flat fact that it leaps frogs over that. So you make Berchus Mazos. Okay. Revi, it sounds like the Mishnah is very focused on getting you done with your Kosot. It seems like there's this structure. Like that's structuring the rhythm here. Why don't you tell me? You do Matzah, you do Maru, you do Birchus Mazon, then you get to your coast. Like, no, the coastals are structuring the, the, the narrative here. Revi, you then you pour the fourth cup, and that's where you finish the halo you began at the end of Magid. Um, and that's halo. The Omer la birchat hashir, and you end hala with birchat hashir. We'll see what that is in a minute. Bein akosos alalu between the earlier cups, between two and three, and presumably one and two. In rotsa lishos yisha, you can drink. Bein trishi l'revi lo yisha, not between three and four. What's the difference between three and four? So the Rashbam quotes the Yerushalmi that says you'll get drunk. So the Yerushalmi says you'll get drunk. So how about the first three? You're already drunk, especially if you've been drinking. And he says, no, no, no. Drinking during the meal doesn't get you drunk. At least that's between two and three. Drinking after the meal gets you drunk. One could also speak well, about the good. issue about not wanting to wash away the whole taste of the uh, matzah because by that time you're done with matzah, not the Komen and so on. Um, but um, but the you know but that's uh, but anyway the reason is not said. That certainly could be, and we'll discuss some of that when we get to the idea of I should say, by the way, again, about the fact that the Mishnah has completely jumped over um, what you do during the meal, is that you could have said, well, it doesn't have to say the meal, that's obvious. It doesn't have to say Mas and Maru, that's obvious. But you know what's not obvious? What's not obvious is the whole thing we do about Afikomen, after we've done Matzah. Right? Why do we do two matzos? What's not being commented about? None of that's in the Mishnah. So we'll see that in a minute. We'll see that later, but I want to just acknowledge that. Okay, let's take a look. Yeah? It's pretty clear, actually, to me, that the Mishnah does refer to, to eating those things after the first time. Hey, Vila Fana. Hey, Vila Fana. Yeah. Maybe that's when, and Gufa, even Gufa, told Pasa. You want to read Hey, Vila Fana, and you ate it then? Yeah, and then you didn't mind um, that eating was first. I do think there are some scholars that speculate on that, that in the Mishnah, maybe the eating of the Mas and the Mara were all, were, were way up front. Of course, then it's a little bit funny that you're not doing Birchus Hamazon, right? That you would wait all the time and the Koshini would be all on whatever. Uh, as part of the eating. You're eating as you're telling. That would make life a lot easier. <laughs> I do think there are some scholars that speculate on that. And that's a very good point. If the Mishnah's not mentioning when you do Mas and Mara, maybe you did it way much earlier. Yeah, could be. No, Mishnah presumably means one. Okay. All right, so we have, we'll discuss what we want to do. Afi Kaman. Let's take a look. I'm going to read Rav on the Rabbah. So Rav Chanan said to Rabbah, Shmami na birchat hamazon tuna kos. Since it says you have to make uh, the third coast is on birchat hamazon, you see the general rule is you need to do birchat hamazon on kos. Something we've discussed before that other Gemara seems to take for granted, but we know it's debated. Amar Le, he said back to him, not necessarily. Arba kos they tikni rabban and The rabbis wanted to have four cups derech 
wanted to ensure that each one you used it for a mitzvah you didn't just stop drink it that it was it had a ritual placement it was associated with a mitzvah so we decided do this with Birch HaZamazah doesn't mean generally we do it with Birch HaZamazah but here was a way to ritually place this coast associated with Birch HaZamazah I should say though that this Gemara makes it clear which was not really clear you know earlier that the idea of four is Daska meaning it's saying because it was just said we wanted to have you drink a lot then you wouldn't say, well, why bother doing one of the Muslim if you don't normally? This says, no, no, no. We had a number four. We had a fine four places. And Birchas Muslim provided us one of our places, which doesn't mean that normally it needs it. So this, again, we all know, you know, oh, but none of that's in the Gemara. It's in the Yerushalmi. And here, though, it does make it clear that we did have an, a, a goal of finding four separate places to put the, to put the Kosos. Okay, and now we get to the fourth. Rivi Omer Lav Gomer Lav Tahalel. So, the Omer Lav Birchat Hashir, and you say the Birchat Hashir. So, let's take a look. My Birchat Hashir. What is this bracha of the Hashir that you say at the end of Hallel? Rabbi Yehuda Omer Yalucha Hashem Alokenu, which is the bracha we say at the end of Hallel. Right, Yalucha Hashem Alokenu. I'll open up. I brought my Haggadah with us today, so uh, because because there's this whole question of how do you end the Hallel here. Please don't get comments on this. Okay. <laughs> so, so, Yaluka Shemel Kenu Komatech, Hazidech, Sidma Seretanecha, blah, blah, blah. Kilo Katova does Jim Hanel Zamer, Kimelam Lamata El, Rokatashem, Melch Muhulaba Kishpachot. That's how you normally end Halel. So he says, Birch Hashir just means the normal Baruch at the end of Halel. Now, the Rishonim ask, why would you have to say it? Why do you, why, you know, of course you should end with the Baruch. No, not necessarily. Because the Gemara is never clear whether you begin Halel in the middle of Magid you begin it with a bracha Asher Kibshanu it never said you begin it with a bracha and some said nevertheless if you're saying halal you begin it with a bracha like you always begin with a bracha so one of the proofs that that's not true besides that it never says it is that then why would you have to say you end it with a bracha if you began it with a bracha of course you end it with a bracha so it's, so it's the only reason it would say here you end it with a bracha is because it didn't begin that way and because it's an exception okay so that's I, and I wanted to just point that out that it is you know it is debated but we assume and this is how we practice clearly and there's no hint otherwise in the Gemara that we the hollow initially it starts without a bracha and that's very much because how is that hollow introduced if you're experiencing it it's coming from this internal impetus and it's not coming from this formal external obligation of a Kiddi Shanu so we don't open it with a bracha nevertheless by the time we get to the end maybe then we are a little bit more removed we're not in that moment of Geulah we are more we've eaten we're done we're now looking back at it you know, we said, Asher Ga'al Yisrael, it was in the past, we shifted. So now we're doing it more as a ritual, and now we can do this bracha of, of, of ending it with Melech Mu'ulah Batish Bachot. Okay, and we end it with, so that's what he says, you end it with the normal bracha of Hallel. Rabbi Yochanan, Rabbi Yochanan says, um, Nishmat Kochai. You actually do not, end, you end with the Nishmat Kochai bracha at the end of you know, Yantav and Shabbos Sukei de Zimra, which ends with Yishtabach, right? And that is the other ending we have, which ends with Yishtabach, and then that Yishtabach ends El Melech Gadol Mulava Tishpachot, El Adotan of Rosen, Babuchibish Rezimah Melech El Chayolamim, which often ends in the back, God being paid Tishpachot. So according to him, he says, we don't just say the end of Hallel, what's called Hallel HaMitzri, the normal Hallel, we also say these other Psukim of Tehillim and Nishmat Kolchai, and we have it, give it the special bracha. Now this leads to a huge debate in the Rishonim. A, which one do we pass in, like? And B, to what degree is the one who says Nishmat Kolchai excluding the idea of the normal end of Hallel? So the Rashbam says, you normally that, that that he's adding to it. You end halal normally. Melech mulah batish pachot, yalucha etc. Melech mulah batish pachot. Then you say nishmat kochai and yishtabach, and then you end with melech elchei holamim. So you say two brachot. Okay. Now other rishonim disagree. It says birchat hashir. Doesn't say two. It says one. So they say no, no, no. It's actually a debate, and we pass in like the second one, and we only end it with the bracha of yishtabach. Okay, so if you take a look, and then there's other positions. So if you take a look, that's why I brought it in. In our, in, in our Haggadah, this is nice because it gives you both Svarti and Ashkenazi Nusach. So oh, wow. you, have the, you have the end of Hallel, right? Now, Yahalucha. It says only Ashkenazim say Yahalucha here. 
Okay, the Ashkenazim say Yahalucha. They do not end with Melech Mulavat Mishpachot. According to the Rashbam, we should end that and end the standard Hallel. As we integrate it all, so we do not have two Brachot, we have one. Okay, so the Ashkenazim say it here. Then we have Halal Hagadol, Kili Olam Chazdo. We'll get to that in a minute, how Halal Hagadol gets inserted here. That's called Halal Hagadol. Okay, then we have Nishmas Kochai, which is what we're talking about. So you have the Nishmas. Okay. Yishtabach. Now what do you do? So if you're Ashkenaz, you end with the normal bracha that ends of Yishtabach. So you said the paragraph of Yahalucha without the bracha, okay, and the ultimate end of the Halal is the bracha at the end of Yishtabach. If you're Svard, okay, what do you do? You say here, you have the Yishtabach, and then here, you have the Yahalucha paragraph here, not the Yahalucha back there. So it also says we do both, but we do both, not first Yahalucha and ending with Nishmat, but Nishmat ending with Yahalucha, and the bracha at the end is Melech Mulabat Yishpachot, the bracha of Yahalucha. So it's all very confusing. <laughs> do you do? do the two things, the end of the normal halal, Melech Mulal, and then the Yishtabach, the end of the Nishmat, that at least is easy. Okay, you've got two things going on here. So you integrate them, and if you integrate them, so the Ashkenazim say you integrate them, and the end bracha, the, the one bracha you make is the Yishtabach bracha, <coughs> and the Svarim says you integrate them, and the end bracha you make is the Halal bracha, is the Yahalalucha bracha. So it's very confusing because you'll notice at this time in the say there, everybody's saying, wait, wait, what are you saying? Maya got to say something else. You yeah. know, nobody knows what's going on. It's because of this very terse in the Gemara and leads to multiple mean hagin here. Okay, so let's continue now. The Gemara says like this. You know, before we go on, maybe I'll just read one other thing about the, about the mean hagi hagad. If you look at Tosfos, Revi Omer Lav Halel Hagadol. So he says, Revi Garcinon. The lo- back on Kufyadana Mabet, the Logar Sinan Khamishi. So apparently some had the gear so Khamishi Omar Lavalo Gadal. Okay? We have Yosef Tov Elam Shikasidura Kimalistos Mayan Yikanes in Cholahu Sinis and Sula Pawam. Any da 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 okay, he says Tema Kimza okay. Okay. Anyway, he says he has five Kosas. He says Tema Kiman Shaasulistos Eich Tiknu Kos Khamishi. Haarba Kosas Tiknu Velo Khamishi. And then he goes on and on. But anyway, here you see that there's this whole issue about, A, is there a fifth coast? We have this coast of Eliyahu, but I want you to be aware that there's some question whether there's this obligation of actually drinking a fifth coast. It's not just a coast of Eliyahu. And then I want you to see at the end, he says, why not to drink? And the point I said about the taste. So, Bahadamar ben Shishirvi lo yishkem, if I speak Shamish lo yishtaker, lo yuchalomar halav. Kain pazakwa ben Yishmuel kaman, the coast kia muteres, the afilu, the fiamafarshim, that you, other things you can drink. It's just about wine. That's your question, Michael. The afilu, the fiamafarshim, and shishuvi, lo yishe, shalivato kamatsa, mikomakam, bimayim lomari, elabiyayin. So here he has two other reasons, right? Is it about drunk, or is it about the taste of matzah? And water would be fine, but other than water, how about all other drinks between wine and water? If it's about dr- being drunk, it would be okay. If it's about the type of ma- taste of matzah, it would not be okay. Okay, um, so that is issues about the fourth. Is there a fifth coast and drinking after the third cup? Back to the Gemara. Tanu Rabbanan, a rabbi saw. Revi Gomer Halel. The Omer Halel Hagadol. So now we've mentioned Nishmas as a type of a ending of the brach, the final bracha that you make. But now we're introducing, as we do after the Halel Hamitzri before the Nishmas the idea of another type of a halel, not just a, a, a new bracha, but another halel, the halel hagadol, which is the hodula Hashem Kito. Okay, Dibir Rebbe Tarfan, that's what Rebbe Tarfan says. The Yesh Omim, Hashem Roi Loechsar, that this, uh, you know, the Nizmor Ludavid, the Rathbam says it's connected to an ending of the Birkat Hamazon, sort of trying to, you know, tie in the Birkat Hamazon theme, like God protects me, provides for me, <coughs> somehow with the Halal. It's a little strange, we but I'll get... Atarachofana Exactly, I'll get back to that in a minute. Mehechan Halal Gadol, where's Halal Gadol from? What constitutes, we know what Halal Mitzri is, the normal Halal, what's Halal Gadol? What we say, Hodu Hashem all the Hodus, ending and Naro Pavel is the next parent. Which is two prakim before uh, the Hodu Hashem Kitov. Ad Naro Pavel. 
Ad Narobazel, which is like a half of a parak before. This is how we lead into the Halal Gado in, um, you know, we say this obviously in uh, Shabbos and Yantav in the Pesukei de Zimra, Hodul Hashem Kitov, mm-hmm. right? And we lead into it, we say the parak of Tilim that precedes it. Okay, we don't start from Shir Malot, which is two prakim earlier, but we do start from the parak before it, which has in a Kiyakov Bachaloyah. So if we're going to, which components Clearly, the Hodul Hashem Kitovs is Halal Gadol. When we talk about this thing called Halal Gadol, what does it also include? And there's this issue here about how far back you go prior. Okay, we obviously go by only the Hodul Hashem Perek. Oh, they do say the Shir Malot. Okay, the so Ashkenazim just start from the Perek right before. Um, which, but but uh, it's interesting that the Sardim go all the way back to the Shir Malot. Okay, yeah, we do the Yaakov Bacharlo Yah. And it's very okay. nice, I might Thank you. So, Lama Halal Gadol. Why is this called Halal Gadol? Right? The Halal Mitzri, what we call our standard Halal Yamtiv, we call it Halal Mitzri because, you know, Betay Yisrael in Yitzrayim. Why is this called Halal Gadol? I'm Rabbi Yochan, you say, Shakurish Prochu, Yoshev, Rumo Shal Olam, God dwells up high. Provides for all creatures, right? Because what does it say in the Kilom Chazdo? It says, No same lechem bechol basar, Kilom Chazdo. And the Hodu Hashem's Kitov, and it's worth mentioning this, right? You could also ask, and the Gemara is going to ask in a minute, why do we say Halal HaMitzri on the Yom Tovim? You could also ask, why do we say the Halal HaGogo on every Shabbos and Yantav? And the basic point of difference is, I mean, we'll see this partly this in the Gemara, is that the Halal HaGogo, while it has the mentions of Yisias Mitzrayim, right? Uh, here, let me know, let me find it. Right? The Halal HaGogo has in it, right, it says, Yosi Yisrael Mitocham, Yav Chazok HaJuan Yituya, Goza Yom Sefuigzorin, right? The Yisias Mitzrayim is all at the end, but a significant part of the beginning is about the God of creation and of the day-to-day, right? Right? You know, so it's more of not, yes, it is Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim, but it's also the translation of and the recognition of God on the daily basis, whereas you don't have that theme really in the Ha'al HaMitzri. The Ha'al is all about you know, the sort of very supernatural um, and miraculous salvation of God. It's much more about salvation as opposed to God on the sort of ongoing God of nature and God as provider. So on a regular Shabbos and Yantiv, you know, it's a heightened time, we have more time in show, a heightened time to be aware of God's presence. We'll talk about the God of, you know, nature, the God as the provider, but, you know, that's in the Psuke de Zimra. But when you're going to say a Hallel, a mystery, you know, on those special occasions, you want to focus more on the Geula aspect. So I think it's important to acknowledge those differences, okay? And so therefore, it says what makes it God, though, is that even though God is way up on high, God takes care of every lowly creature. Amar Rabbi Yoshua ben Levi, Hani Essim B'Shisha Hodu Kineged Me, the 26 times it says, you know, 26 lines of refrain, Hodu Lachem Kitov, what does the number 26, what's that corresponding to? Assuming that it was chosen with specifically because of the number. Kineged Chafav Darot Shabar Kadesh Baruch Hu Balamah, there are 26 generations from the time the world was created, and there was no Torah, until, you know, the Torah was only given at the 26th generation at Har Sinai, V'zanu Tam and no same lechem l'chobasa kili olam chazdo. God provided for all creatures even though they didn't merit it, even though there was no Torah yet in the world. So again, this emphasis of God making sure that every creature is provided for, and in a way, the God of history, the God, I mean, the God of nature, you know, without the God of history and the God of Torah, and that, that sort of ongoing presence. So that's, in a way, what makes it truly gadol, and also, as I said, in a way, makes it something on a regular Shabbat. Amar of Chizda, what's meant by Hodu Lashem Kitov? Hodu lo shegove chovato shaladam betovato. That God is good, that He, when we owe, when, when, when a person has a debt to God, God collects the debt with something God Himself has given out of His good, out of God's goodness. What does this mean? Asher b'shoro, if a rich person sinned, rather than that person suffering personally, God will take away the ox. That's ani b'seyo, if it's a poor person, the sheep. Yosom b'veitzaso, an orphan, even more, you know, um, destitute, will take away his egg, the egg he has to eat for breakfast. Amana b'tarnagolosa, a widow, her, her chicken. So God doesn't actually bring, you know, when he has to collect his debts, as it were, he does not, it's not a, he only takes back something God himself has given. Now, what's fascinating about this is, okay, besides that, really, that's all that happens, people don't suffer, okay, but anyway, bracketing that, what's fascinating is, what I see happening 
It's Chazal, you deal, have this whole thing, Hodu Hashem Kitov Kizolam Chazko. And you look around, and sometimes, especially for, for the time of Chazal, where they lived, a period of, you know, per- persecution, a period of, where, where, of deprivation, Kilo Lam Chazko, where do you see the Kilo Lam Chazko? And the translation of that is, is, is amazing, is astounding. You know what Kilo Lam Chazko? Because, oh, Nebuch, you know, so, 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 so it's just that I don't have a lot of money, you know, and that's how, that's amazing chesed of God, that all he did was he took away, he took away my wealth, and he didn't take away, you know, he didn't, he didn't hurt me personally, so you find the chesed even in the situations in which it's less obvious, you know, and that is, and which it almost seems to be contradicted, and I think that that's like extremely powerful, the way they are taking this amazing kigolam chazo, and translating it into even into realities that uh, seem to contradict. Yes. Yeah. Glass is half full. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So I have to say that uh, you know, so so your health and your life and all those things, they all come from God. Right, they, they do. So that's another answer that Chazal has. Baruch Hashem, you know, that, that, that he's paying up my sins in Olam Hazeh, so I don't have to pay it up in Olam It's not what this Gemara is saying. I understand, but I mean, what I think is amazing is the reaffirmation, just by, done by interpretation. It doesn't even acknowledge the problem. Right, just by interpreting it, that affirmation that we're always seeing God's chesed. Um, the challenges of making a parnasa of uh, food are twice as difficult as giving birth. This is a man talking. The Yerubiyolet Ksiv, by giving birth, it says, Be'etzev, Be'etzev Talbibanim, in singular. Be'etzev Ksiv, Be'etzavon, which is uh, like seen as, you know, it really is singular, but seen as more a sense of a plural, so it's more difficult. Okay. The uh, you know, making parnas is harder than you know, harder than redemption, or like more. Much for not complaining. Right, right. Well, no, but I want to say something. I'll get back to that somehow. But you know, like harder for who? Like nothing is hard for God. Like it would be harder for us. You know. Anyway, the the miracle of it, the ability of it, is as great as that of redemption, or greater. God only has to send an angel to achieve redemption. Malach Ta'ama, that's an angel. The evil of the Mizonos Ksiv, Ha'elohim Ha'ro'e'oti. And that's the idea of Mizmor Ladavi, that Hashem Ro'i, God who shepherds me, who makes sure that I am provided for. Now, what I want to say is fascinating about, they're not complaining, but you know, they're sort of saying, look at what God does. I mean, maybe there's a little bit of a recognition about we have it hard, but they're not saying, but there's, you know, but I think it's ultimately sort of saying, yeah, we see that it's coming from God. What I think is amazing is the way this is being juxtaposed to the whole Haggadah, which is all about Afilu Anisheb Yisrael or Yifchusulo Me'ar and at the same time we're sort of like acknowledging in this discussion of Halal I'm not sure they're doing it on state or night but you know you know actually when we get back to the real world and we leave a little fantasy land tonight it's really hard just to put, any, put food on the table and you know and our Geula maybe you know uh, we talk about the Geula of Mitzrayim you know or whatever you know Ga'al Yisrael maybe we have to appreciate the Geula that God manages to provide for us on a day to day basis so in a way it's like this shocking transition from this little fan- from this you know fantasy of Haseba and Yayin on Leil Seder to earning it to make pennies the next you know when you get out into the real world but it's also a translation of it you know what that's actually more challenging than Geulat Mitzrayim. And God's Geulat Mitzrayim, we see God's Geulat in helping us make a parnasa day to day. So again, I think it's this amazing way of trying to bridge this gap between, you know, the psukim and the reality and the sort of act, you know, the, uh, the, the, the reenacting that you're doing and your challenges of the real world. But I don't see it, though, as you said, as complaining. No, no. I see it as a way of seeing, and look how God is, look at what God is doing, and this is even more of a nice than you see the sun. Exactly. So, okay, so now I'm going to like this. Um, okay. I'm a Rebbe Yoshua ben Levi. When God said to Adam, It'll, you'll try to plow the land and it'll come up thorns and thistles. Zolgu ain't of Dema'os. His eyes flowed with tears. Amr was fun. He said to him, Rebona Shalom, master of the universe. And even Chamori Nechol Be'avos Echad. My, me and my donkey should eat from the same trough? We're all going to eat the, you know, the, the, the stuff that grows from the ground? We're all the same? Even to Amr, once God said to him, Bezeat Apecha Tochalechem. Ah, by the sweat of your brow you'll eat bread. Not grain, not not the normal, not not the stuff that grows naturally. You'll have to work for it, but you'll transform it into bread. So niskara daiko. Ah, he calmed down. Okay, I got to work, but at least I'm on a higher level than the animals. I'm not eating the grass. Amar Shimon ben Lakish. 
So it said, Rabbi Shimon, lucky, Ashreinu imabadi Rishani. You know what? It would have been better. Uh, we would have been praised if we would have just been able to eat the grass and we wouldn't have had to work so hard to turn it into bread. You know? <laughs> uh, it's easier to live like the donkey. So this is an interesting question, right? About the effort and the work and the toil, ultimately, for that sense of human dignity about that, what you, you know, you actually produce something that's at this <coughs> higher plane of, you know, of, of, of development. Um, and but it requires a lot of effort. It would have been easier to just eat like an animal. You know, he says, don't kid yourself. Don't think like, ah, oh, we're on a different plane from animals. It would have been, that would have been easy and that would have been good. And even now, when we make bread and we grind wheat and all that, we're still not out of the category of animals. Why not? We still eat the grass of the field, meaning presumably vegetables or something. You know, I, uh, you know, you know, I'm sure we all know the people like who says vegetables, like eating rabbit food or something. So this is like that attitude, right? Oh, we still eat vegetables. Oh, you're not, you're not so cultured. But again, it's this power sense about you know what the effort it takes to achieve that sense of being cultured and dignity and so on, um, as opposed to this easier, more natural existence. In a way, that's the whole story of being driven out of Gan Eden. You don't get to live like, you know, you have to work to establish your sense of, you know, human dignity. And you don't just, you know, eat like uh, without any effort, but then also without any sense of, you know, of, of accomplishment either. If we would have been able to stick with the first way, we would have just been coached for Dardar Tatsmiyakov. Forget the Yatsa Pachos We could have just eaten like animals. not, so to speak, developed. Exactly. But by the way, again, notice how what this is doing is, is it's placing a value on all of the effort we have to put in order to make a living. Right? So it's acknowledging the harsh realities of life. Before it was sort of saying, and notice how this is God, what God is doing for you. It's Kashem Ikriyas Yamsuf. And now it's also saying, and notice, you know, okay, if you bracket that sense of we, it would have been better the other way, but, you know, ultimately, look how important this is and what this achieves in terms of human dignity. Now, again, the tying into Yitzhak I think, is, again, bridging this gap between Pesach night and the rest of the year. It's more challenging, whatever that means, for God, you know, for us, not for God, but anyway, um, the uh, sustaining, a per, you know, the person earning a living than the splitting of Yamsuf. Right, the juxtaposition of providing daily and Kriyat Yamsuf is in this Halal Hagadol. By the way, I think that's why the Gemara before also mentioned that the, the saying of Hashem Ro'i Lo Echsar. Again, the tying in of God's providing, in a way, this providing a bridge, as I said, from the Seder night to the rest of the year. So it's this bridge of moving into the providing on a day-to-day basis, connecting it to the Hamita. The man's orifices, meaning being able to go to the bathroom, is as challenging as the day of death. And like the splitting of the of, of the Quickly will the soer, which basically the Rashan says means like the stuck one, the constipated one, open up. God bestirs the nation, the the, 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 the the ocean, and its waves, you know, roar. So that's like the Kriyas Yamsuf. I'm not exactly sure about the uh, Yom Hamisa. The Amr Rebbe Sheshis, Mishim Rebbe Now, since we're talking about Rebbe Lezeb and Azariah, this is a little bit of a digression, from a digression. Anybody who denigrates the, uh, the Yom Tovim, and something specifically means Kol is as bad as somebody who worships idols. Don't make for yourself gods of uh, molten gods. And that, uh, and that also, from there we also learn aspects of Chol if you want to read it that way. Another statement of Rav Sheshis in the name of Rav Sheshis. These are obviously very radical comparisons. So until now it was, this is as big of a nace as Kriyas Yamsov. Now it's a radical comparison about how bad the sin is. Okay, call him um call him a cop call him a cabo lessonar if you tell or accept Lashinara, call a maidy to check the Khavero, or testify falsely against someone, Roy Lashlichalaklavin deserves to be thrown to the dogs. Shanamar, La Kelif Tashlikuno so, it says by the Navela, throw it to the dogs. Lixiv Basre, Loti Sashemashav, do not bear a false report, a false name. Vikari de lo tasi, it doesn't only mean don't listen to one, it also means don't cause one to be born, don't report falsely. Okay, now let's get back to Halal Gadol and uh, Halal Gadol. 
Since there's this amazing Halal Gadol that has Kriyas Yamsuf and it has Mizonos of Shaladam. So, Anan Maitai Mamrin and Hai. Why do we say the other one on the Yom Tovim? Why do we say the one that we call the Ark or Halal? It has five things. Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim, the Kriyas Yamsuf, okay. Halal Gadol has that too. Umat and Torah, Vitzhiyas Hamesim, the Chevlo Shemashiach. I bet you didn't know those three were in there. Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim, the Chiv, the Teshram Mitzrayim, Kriyas Yamsuf, the Chiv, Hayam Ra'avayanot, right? So, which is the, 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 the ocean, right, ran away, which is the splitting of the Yamsuf. Matan Torah, the Chiv, Harim Rakaduk Haleen, the mountains danced. So the Midrash, of course, you know, mountains evoked the Sinai, and the whole world trembled. Okay, Tchiyat HaMesim, Tchiv, Etalech Lishnei Hashem, Be'artzot HaChayim. So the land of the living, where there's only life, is Tchiyat HaMetim. Chavlosh HaMashiach, Tchiv, the birth pangs of Mashiach, Tchiv, Lolanu HaShem, Lolanu. No, not for us, which means like it's going to be difficult and challenging, because the period leading up to Mashiach is one of suffering. The Amr of Yochanan, Lo Lanu Hashem, Lo Lanu, Zushibud Malchios. This is when the subjugation of the nations, and then we're freed from it at the times of Mashiach. Ika the Amr of Yochanan, Lo Lanu Hashem, Lo Lanu, Zumachemes Gogumagog, which is the actual war of leading up to um, the coming of Mashiach. So, so this is what it says, but you know, this is not really a fully satisfying answer. Okay, that's got these things, that's got these things. Why do you pick one at this time and one at the other time? Which is what I said at the beginning, that I think, to go back to the first thing the Gemara said, that the Halahal Gadol is the more God of nature, the God of Mizonot, plus the miraculous God, plus the salvation God. So that's something to say on a more regular basis in Shabbos, you know, in the Pesuket Dezimah, whereas the one that's all about God is salvation and Yeshua and miracles, that is the one that we say in the Hallel that we say in Yom Tovim. But also, I think that's very powerfully, that is the bridge that we are making on Leil Seder. We're starting from the Halal Agado, I mean from the Halal Mitzri, from the miraculous and the salvation, but now we've got to transition it into the rest of the year, and that's the, and that's the Halal Agado, yes. Uh, yesterday we saw the Lolano Hashem Lolano. Yeah, we're going to get back to it again. So that's was, a, okay. Yeah, it's Fadal. Yeah. yeah, I know, I know. So there's okay. different Lolanos. But okay. I want to read a little bit more. Okay. Rav Nachum Bar Yisroch Amar Nish Yeshvo Milut Nasher Shel Tzadikim Gehanam. A few other uh, things that it has. The the righteous are saved from Gehenna. Shenemar An Hashem Maltan Nafshi Save My Soul, which is mean from Gehenna. The righteous going down into the fire and being saved, again, a type of a salvation, and particularly about Hanan and Michel Verzayin. This is going to be a whole play on the Lolanu. So let's just get this to the end. Go a few extra minutes for those that can stay. Okay, Yiridasan going down to see Lolanu, Lolanu Hashem, Lolanu. Lolanu Amar Hananya. Hananya said, no, don't do this for us. Don't do it to us. Don't save us for our own sake. Don't do this to us. Do it for your sake. I'm a Mishael. But this is what they are praying not to get thrown into Kibshon Hayes. I'm a Azariah. So Hananya Mishael Vezar being thrown into the fiery furnace. Right? Why should the nation say you've abandoned us? So don't let this happen. So they're praying not to get thrown. They're praying to be saved. But it's a prayer of request, of bakasha. Aliyasim Kishan Eish, where it turns from bakasha into praise, to see, Halu Hashem Kogoyim. Okay, Amar Hananya. So Hananya, so, Shavchu Koa Amim, Amar Mishrael. Kigavar Aleinu Chazdo, Amar Azaya. So now they all got saved. Now they're all saying praises to God. Right? It's sort of like the whole Yonah story. You're in the Tzara, you pray, you know, you have your Tzilah, God saves you, you have the Shavach. The Emes Hashem Liolam Haluya, Amar Kulam. Okay, the Yerushalmi in the Emes Hashem Liolam, Gavriel Amro, Gavriel said it. Because when it says in the Kisan Ha'esh story there in Daniel, it says they saw a fourth person who looked like a fiery man coming and saving them. And the angel of fire is Gavriel. So he's identified by Chazal as that figure that came and saved Hanan Mishel Vazarya. Let's just read this one story and end with this. Okay, Gavriel Amro. Bishash people nimur arashas Avram Avinu l'toch Kisan Ha'esh tie into uh, the period we are in the Torah. When Nimrod threw Avram into the fiery furnace, Amr Gavriel is Nekar Sparku, Ribonishalolam, Eid Vesanein, let me go down and cool off the fire, for Atil Asatarik and Kishanesh, and let me save the righteous person. Amr Lokar Sparku, Aniyachibolami, I am singular in my world, Huyachibolamo, he's the only one in the world that believes in God. We have a very unique relationship, me and Abraham. Nail Yachi Lahatil Asiyachi, the singular should save 
interesting door. But so no, I'll do it. God does not hold back the reward every any creature deserves. You will merit to save three, not one, three, but because it's not unique and individual, three of his of his descendants. Yurakmu was the name of the angel over the uh, um, the uh, frost. Um, in front of God. Let me go down and cool off the fire. Let me save those righteous persons. Let me keep some age. Amalo Gabriel, so Gabriel came and said, <coughs> Hey God, remember? He said, God's glory, greatness will not be shown in that. You're frost. Big deal that a frost can cool off the fire. I'm fire. Here's what I'm going to do. I'll go in there. I'll cool it off on the inside. And I'll make it hot on the outside so everybody around will burn, which is what the story says. And everybody on the inside of the fire will be saved. That's a nice a miracle and a miracle. I will cool them off on the inside and heat it and heat it up on the outside. It's like they say by a thermos, right? The amazing thing about a thermos is it keeps cold things cold and hot things hot. But how does it know? Uh, anyway, okay, I'm So God So God said to them, Wait, okay, you go down. Oh, God fulfills his promises because God told me I get a chance to save the descendants of Avram and here was my chance. Alright. More tomorrow. Is it unusual to have the statement and then the attestation? Uh, Amar Gabriel. 